This is William Link, and you're listening to TV Confidential. We're talking to Roy Thinnes, star of The Invaders, The X-Files, The Psychiatrist, General Hospital, The Long Hot Summer, Falcon Crest, The Hindenburg, and other films and TV series. Just looking at some of the other things you've done throughout your career, uh, there's there's some interesting threads that connect, you know, particularly the projects you did in the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. We, we mentioned that The Invaders and The X-Files, there's a connection there. Uh, you starred in The Psychiatrist uh, for Universal, and uh, they're, they're a cycle. Psycho- that was a great show, and there's no way to find it anymore unless you go to the UCLA library, and they will not let you take it out. They won't let you take it out. However, I, I watched a good part of the pilot um, this morning before I called you. Great, because it has a lot to do with a terrible problem we have with drug abuse right now. Yeah. I mean, this was done in the early 1970s, but it still resonates today. That was cutting edge. You know, that that was another project you did that was cutting edge. All in the writing, my dear. All in the writing. Yeah, in that case, the the story originated with uh, Richard Levinson and William Link, who who wrote some of the best things for television, especially. Who, I must say, gave up the right to govern through, uh, who was our wonderful producer i had worked with him on he produced the 11th hour the first psychiatric show ever no that wasn't gerald freeman was it well gerald freeman became the producer at universal of the psychiatrist because because of the executive producer he was executive producer of 11th hour which was a magnificent show and that was years before that yeah, that was in the six. That was like the mid sixties, if I remember correctly. Yeah, no one ever ever had touched on psychiatric uh, problems and families and friends, and it, this was a show that was beautifully written and, and very well done. Anyway, that's where I met Angela Lansbury. She played my mother. It was a whole family. Tuesday Weld was my sister, and and uh, Marty Balsam was the father. And we went into a family ordeal of psychiatric problems. It was greatly done. So when I heard Norman Felton, it was his name. That's it, Norman Felton. I when I heard that Norman Felton was producing the psychiatrist at Universal, I gave him like a three hundred page script I had been writing because I had been traveling with a modern psychiatrist mm-hmm. from UCLA who dealt with abuse, drug abuse in particular. And he had two huge wards there. He had licenses to experiment with with uh, cannabis. There were bags of cannabis in the hallways there that were being shipped in to be reduced to THC pills so they could standardize the experiments. And do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So uh, in the middle of that, uh, I think it was Governor Ronald Reagan at the time, took his license away for cannabis. Mm -hmm. And he, in turn, gave it to the Eye Institute at UCLA, who did all of the experiments that he wanted to do. What are our nervous reactions to THC? 
THC would be illegal for driving, etc. He said, let's get with it for God's sake. It's here, it exists, and it's everywhere. And we have to do something about um, litigation in that field. And he also knew at that time, that's a long time ago, mm -hmm. that there were medical benefits from THC. We're only beginning to discover that now. Why has that been kept such secret? Because we haven't been paying attention to the other forms of intelligent life that could guide us. And we've been so busy putting black and brown people in prison yeah. for minor violations of using it. It's just disgusting yeah. what humanity has come to. No, we, uh, humanity can be very myopic. <laughs> sometimes. Well, they're manipulable. Yeah. And they have been manipulated for, you know, thousands of years. But we're all waking up thanks to public, the public media, and we're getting angry about it, and not only now we're seeing political reaction to the fact that we've got overcrowded, privately owned, very profitable prisons mm -hmm. that hide away these young people who've done nothing but use the drug. These are not felons, but they spend forever in prison waiting for a trial. It's just goofy. Yeah. And that's why our anxiety level is so high. We're not only dealing with terrorism, we're dealing with being manipulated like a bunch of tax slaves, supporting a system that doesn't even make sense when it's compared to the science of it. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You answered one of my other questions, which is there was clearly something about the subject matter of the show and the character that you played on The Psychiatrist that connected with you. And again, I go back to the word authenticity. It comes across in your performance on that, you know, I mean, at, at least in the pilot, which is the one show I've, I've been able to see. Yeah, well, let me begin by saying that before I became an actor, I wanted to be a news reporter. I was going to ask and you that. I worked uh, on the radio station, mm -hmm. station WBEZ, which is the Board of Education radio station in Chicago, and I was trained by pro professionals. I could either DJ or do news shows or whatever, that they were just marvelous. Another list of mentors whom I worshipped. And I found that they were very interested. Uh, I and a couple of friends produced a show. In those days, they were blaming, I say they, meaning the news media, were blaming every negative thing that was happening on the streets or in government or whatever on... If this is the 50s or the mid-50s, they're probably blaming it on rock and roll music and, and turbulent youth and, and stuff like that. They were blaming it on disturbed youth. Yes, and it didn't make any bloody sense. <laughs> At the radio station where I worked, I was interviewing people who had won music festivals in Vienna, speaking engagements in Russia, and nobody ever wrote about these. These were Chicago students, mm -hmm. young people, but nobody ever talked about them. And that's why we began a show called Teens 
unlimited. And it was done weekly, and it was broadcast to all of the uh, local public schools and whomever had access to FM radio. And ABC came along and gave us a free half hour on live television to do the best of Teens Unlimited. Folks were paying attention. We got their attention. And we presented some of these marvelous musical talents who had won opera contests all over the world, out of this country, who were never celebrated in their hometown. And we did this show, uh, and it was tough to choose the the right one because there were so many of them really accomplished young people who were brilliant in their arts. And uh, it was at that time, while we were producing this show, that I was approached by Marty and Mary Dooling, who were a brother and sister team who had an agency in Chicago. And they said, you should do this for a living. And I said, I wouldn't know how to go about that. And they said, well, that's what we're for, you know. You just show up and do your stuff. And they ended up getting me things like, you know, a pilot film with Frank Lovejoy, which we shot in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I was getting invited to come out to L.A. Sounds like two more mentors. My dear, my mentor list is longer (laughs) than one can imagine because none of these people ever expected anything in return, personally. They were trying to propel a, a new voice, a new view of what's going on in this world. Uh, and they particularly liked rebellion. And that's what we were doing with Teens Unlimited. Yeah. As a rebellion. How dare you, you know, call, blame teenagers for everything that's happening in the world? You know, who are we raised by? Who are we governed by and educated by? And we would show these examples of these angels on earth who finally got some recognition. And, uh, well, anyway, along the way, I got into <clears throat> doing, you know, industrial films. And then, uh, as I say, I got this pilot film with Frank Lovejoy, who was another mentor. Mm-hmm. Because maybe two years down the line, I first went into the service and uh, served eight and a half years with the reserve forces. Uh, But I did about seven months of active duty right out of high school. My parents had to sign a permission slip Mm -hmm. because I was still 17. But... I didn't want to go to Canada like a lot of my friends were doing. I didn't want to be an outlaw because I felt American. And as I say, in the back of my head, I had this desire to be a news reporter. I worked on the Sun-Times in Chicago on the night shift. I was a copy boy. Yeah, for Herb Kupsonet. Yes, Irv Cupson and many other fine reporters. And I saw what 
happened at the city desk. You know, some great stories had come through, and only a few would make it. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk tvconfidential.net talk at tvconfidential.net you can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential x.com forward slash tvconfidential or at tvconfidential on instagram and if you're listening to us on the tv confidential podcast please be sure to hit the subscribe button This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.